Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 180, which we're recording on Monday, November 19th, 2018. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And I have to apologize in advance. I will be sniffling throughout this episode, which is horrifying, but between a cold I'm trying to recover from and the smoke in the air, my body is not cooperating with good sound effects for recording. So my apologies in advance. I'm also sounding very froggy, which is an effect, side effect of all the smoke that we're experiencing. Unfortunately, California is in the middle of some very, very bad forest fires. I'm sure that Everyone across the country and possibly internationally has heard about it. Have checked in with us to make sure we're safe. So yeah, it's international news. Because the air quality in a good portion of the state, because there's a large fire to the north and a large fire, several large fires actually to the south, the air quality supposedly is the worst in the world. It's right here right now yeah Yeah. worse than the most polluted cities in the world it's crazy yeah it makes me so sad for all those people who live in those super polluted cities and all the people closer to the fires and things like that it just makes my heart hurt for them yes definitely so please excuse our froggy voices and our sniffly noses yes because what we are experiencing in terms of air quality is nothing compared to people who are actually living through the tragedy so so we don't mean to complain we're just warning you in advance (laughs) so what are you wearing i am wearing my second confetti sweater that i've made it is, well, Confetti is a sweater by Vera Valimaki. So you have heard about this one many times on the podcast because Gail and I have both made multiple versions of it. I think I was wearing my other Confetti you were. last episode. And it just goes to show how often I really do wear this sweater because here it is next episode and I'm wearing the other version. Originally, the pattern is written as a striped sweater and I did... This, my second version, with three different colors, and I kind of blended, faded them together from the lightest at the top to the darkest at the bottom in purples and pinks. The top one is a natural, the middle one is a violet with speckles, and then finishing with a dark purple at the bottom. It's adorable. I love it. (laughs) I have had many comments on this sweater from non-knitters as well. That doesn't surprise so, me. Yeah, it's people so just cute. say, oh, that's so cute. Did you make that? And Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Confetti by Vera Valimaki. You're also wearing what I I'm, recognize as an oh, alewives cowl. I'm also wearing my alewives cowl, which is knit in a dark purple yarn. So it goes quite well with the sweater. It looks fabulous. <laughs> alewives is a cowl that i made back in 2013 if you can believe that. i do that's when we met elizabeth at stitches that yeah. year and we both knit that yeah so our, those were our first elizabeth doherty patterns it was oh yes. wow okay so yes it's the alewives cowl by elizabeth doherty it's a great double wrap cowl yes. in worsted weight and it's so comfy it's very cozy warm. and warm yeah i think i knit mine in miss babs yowza ah so DK to worsted weight. Yeah. Either yeah. would work. Okay. And what are you wearing, Gail? I am wearing my Angry Sheep cardigan by Pinaguri. And I wish she had named it Happy Sheep because Angry <laughs> Sheep just doesn't sound very nice. You can name your project the Happy Sheep. I think sheep. I did name it project Happy <laughs> Sheep. And it is a top-down stranded yoke cardigan that has a striped body. And you steak it. So I did this for the self-indulgent knit-along many years ago. Let me see if I can pull it up on my phone because I'm curious. I don't think it was my first self-indulgent project, but it might have been. Let me see. Oops. Yeah, I named mine Happy Sheep. (laughs) (laughs) It's slowly opening in Ravelry. It was a really fun knit, and my friend Carol and I we each knitted at the same time for the self-indulgent knit-along, and that was in February of 2015. So Carol and I have pictures together wearing our cute, cute, cute sweaters. And now that the weather's changing, I've been able to wear either a sweater every day or shawls or something. So I've been enjoying 
making use of my hand knits, which I we can't do too. for most of the year. So it's been delightful. Yeah. So that's Angry Sheep by Pinaguri. What have you been stocking? First thing I am stocking is pretty funny. It is called Sweater for a Lawn Flamingo. <laughs> you texted that to us the other day. <laughs> And it is exactly what it sounds. Have you ever seen those pink plastic flamingos that supposedly people put out in the yard? I've rarely seen them. I've seen out them, in, yeah. Have you seen them yeah. in people's yards? Okay. I've rarely seen them. Usually it's one of those things that people joke about. Or you see them on TV shows. Yes, exactly. So lawn flamingo. And someone, let's see, Lynn Bethke. It's a pattern from November 2017, so it's a year old. I have no idea how I came across this pattern. I was just going to ask, how did you find this? I have no idea. It's one of those random random <laughs> Ravelry things where you start clicking, looking at things, and, oh, what's this? What's this? And my, my seeking and searching for the day led me to this sweater. So what it really is, it's just a tube a tube that is wide enough for the body on one end and thin enough for the neck on the other. Because <laughs> <laughs> every lawn flamingo needs a sweater, right? I think it's adorable. Now, I have seen houses where they have quilted flags or just flags, seasonal decorations yes. that they put up. They change something every month. So wouldn't it be cute to have a lawn flamingo and then you give him different sweaters for the seasons that would be funny <laughs> although this sweater is striped pink and white which on a pink flamingo seems unnecessary like you yeah. could do red and green for christmas although that yeah, would clash I terribly with the pink flamingo i think i think the flamingo needs to have a more contrasting outfit yes than a pink sweater i mean i'm not one to say no to pink but in this case <laughs> it seems a little too much but it's very cute so Sweater for a lawn flamingo, Lynn Bethke. If there's anybody who attends the Knockers Retreat who has a lawn flamingo, I think we need one of these for the <laughs> retreat because there's a big lawn in front of the the main community room. I think we need one. And can you imagine <laughs> there are wild turkeys that we see on that oh, lawn yes. almost every year? And I can just imagine like a wild turkey flock being very angry at this bird on their lawn. <laughs> I think that would be great. Wild turkeys are not very smart. <laughs> we need one. <laughs> and then the other things I am stocking, I thought I would just mention a couple of hat patterns that both Gail and I, or Gail and or I have knit over the years that make great kind of last minute gift hat patterns. One of them is the Barley Hat by Tin Can Knits, which if you look in the hat category on Ravelry, it's always near one of the most popular hats because it's a free pattern and because it's very simple and it also comes in a size range for everyone. It goes from baby to adult large, according to the pattern page. So you should be able to make this hat for just about anyone. Maybe not the lawn flamingo, but, <laughs> <laughs> but any human head, I think you'll be able to find someone to fit yep. the hat should you make it. They make great charity hats for that reason. They do. And let's see, the barley hat, it's mostly all garter stitch, and it has one little stockinette section, which can be either the front or the side, however you choose to wear it. <clears throat> it's a worsted weight hat, so it will knit up fairly quickly. And yeah, it's a free pattern. But not too much else to say. You, you can see on Ravelry that it's had... 18.3 thousand projects yeah, not so it must be be very easy <laughs> yeah, i enjoyed knitting it every time i, I did too mine and always made turned out several. too big though i don't oh, know what it is with me and hats. i think it's just garter stitch stretches maybe horizontally yeah. so but that's a good one that's the barley hat another one by tin can knits is called the antler hat 
Now, I don't think I've made this one. I haven't Have yet you? either. Okay. It's, it's always on my radar, and I always think, oh, I would like to make this because it's another worsted white hat. This one has little designs, I guess, that somewhat look like antlers and the fact that they kind of just a horizontal cable pattern. It's not stylized to look like antlers or anything. But again, fairly quick hat because it's worsted weight. Takes between 120 and 200 yards for the largest one. And again, the sizes go from baby to adult. So that's the antler hat by Tin Can Knits. And this one has 6,000 successful projects. Well, hopefully successful projects. And is that one free also? It's this free one also, is free right? also, yeah. And then the next one that I know both Gail and I have made, and we've mentioned this many times, is the Sock Head Slouch Hat. Now this one is also a free pattern on Ravelry. It is knit in fingering weight, so it may not be the hat that you choose to knit if you were trying to finish something quickly, but it is a hat that is quite enjoyable to make, as evidenced by the fact that this one also has 18,000 projects on wow. Ravelry. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and the sock head hat is designed by Kelly McClure. It's also really fun to do in self-striping yarns. It is. You can do this one in just about, well, in any any fingering with yep. yarn. I mean, when I say any, I mean you can use self-striping, you can use multicolored, you can use solid, you can use tonal. It'll look it good, good in everything. Anything. Yeah. But it's fun in the self-striping just yes. because it gives you yes, stripes. Exactly. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and then the bank head hat is another pattern that both Gail and I have made. I'm pretty yep. sure. I've yeah. made at least two or three. Yeah, I have two. And also comes... In sizes from baby to adult, worsted weight yarn is used for this hat. Oh, and the pattern is by Susie Gourlay. Thank you, Susie, for the free pattern. Yeah, she has several free patterned hats that are all cute. I've made at yeah. least two of them, at least. Yeah. And this one starts out in ribbing, and then the ribs, it's kind of continues in ribbing, but the ribs get wider, so it's like a knit four or five to a pearl one, something like that. But it does start out in a one-by-one one rib, I think. And one of the variations that I've seen people do is they'll do different heights of the ribbing just to make the hat look different. So that's one, another one that's very good, very, very quick, and makes a great gift. And most of these, most of the, in fact, all of those hats I think are fine for men or women. Yeah, they're completely unisex. Any child. <laughs> I agree. So all good patterns. And I have, I know I need to still make some gift hats. So I don't know if I'm going to make them for Christmas or not, but kind of sort of stocking. But I thought that was a good thing to share right now. Yeah, very timely. <laughs> so how about you? What are you stocking? Well, I think we're going to discuss gift knitting here in a minute, but I've kind of decided I'm not doing any gift knitting this year. Mm -hmm. I've knit so many gifts this year that I don't feel that kind of self-induced pressure mm -hmm. to knit gifts for people. So there is one exception. My friend Melissa loves my hand knits and she requested socks a couple years ago. And I think I'm going to knit her a pair of socks. And the socks I'm going to knit, I think, are the Moto socks by Mara Catherine Briner, which is what I'm stocking. She is the designer of the Rose City Rollers little oh, anklet okay. socks. She has lots of great little sock patterns. And these socks are DK weight, which means they will knit up even faster. And they're interesting because you start with a provisional cast on, and you do some ribbing and then some welts. So you purl some rounds and then knit some rounds. And then you fold them over and knit the provisional stitches with the live stitches. So you have this really cozy, comfy cuff to your sock, mm -hmm. which I really like I that like idea. I like that too. Yeah. And then the foot of the sock, two variations. You can knit the, the sole either straight up stuck in it, or she has a welted version of the sole to give it a soft slipper-like feel. And it's an afterthought heel, which I've never done before. So that will give me a new skill in my sock 
you know, little bag of skills. Mm-hmm. And the toe is grafted with the Kitchener, which is pretty standard. So looking forward to doing those. I have the perfect skein of DK weight yarn in my stash, a twisted owl skein. So that I think is going to be my only holiday knit gift. So that's why I was stocking just sock patterns in general to get an idea. And then I saw that one and thought, oh, these would knit up quickly. They'll be super warm. She can wear them as slippers or with shoes. So can't go wrong with that. Yeah. So those are the moto socks. And I'm not knitting this for a Christmas gift, but Max has requested a second sweater. I knit him and Mike sweaters this last year. And Max requested about the easiest sweater you could ever want. He wanted a worsted weight, open, you know, loose fabric, top-down raglan sweater. Easy as nice. <laughs> he wears that sweater all the time. He loves it. He looks great in it. And he wears it. He was wearing it so cool today. So he said, hey, I want another sweater. And I said, all right, what do you want? <laughs> he said, I want a cabled turtleneck. So we went from oh, the wow. easiest possible sweater to a more challenging design. And he said he wants it more fitted this time. And he thinks he wants forest green, but now he can't find a green he likes in the stores we've been in so far. So he might go with a jewel tone. And we've looked at some patterns, but we haven't found just the right pattern yet. So it's going to be a while until I have pattern and yarn for that. So maybe it'll be for his birthday next February. Probably not. But I've been stocking cabled turtlenecks because Max has requested another sweater and he's very sweater worthy. So cabled turtlenecks, if anyone has any ideas for great men's, well, it doesn't even have to be a men's sweater. It can be you yeah. know, whatever. I don't and care. And it doesn't even have to be a turtleneck because you can add a turtleneck if you That's find true. the perfect design that's cabled and fits. Yeah, he and you I discussed that too. Yeah, yeah, I was looking at other that's patterns easy. that didn't have turtlenecks for that very reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but if anyone has any suggestions, please let me know. I'm looking for ideas for Max. And the third thing I'm stocking is completely for myself, might become a self-indulgent knit, not quite sure. It's the Floozy sweater by Libby Johnson. It's been really popular in the last, I don't know, several months. In the Rhinebeck sweater video I watched, lots of people had floozies. <laughs> and two people in our group right now are knitting them, Uli and Victoria. And both of them are so pretty that every time I see a work in progress picture, I think, oh, I have to cast on right now. The problem is I have a picture in my head of what mine will look like. And I don't have any stash that matches the picture in my head. So <laughs> do it, we ever? Nah, well, sometimes I do. I've been, I know. I'm the teasing. last few sweaters, I've yeah. been lucky. Stash has yeah, been there. I definitely have. So Floozy is a top-down yoked sweater with just a little bit of color work. It's not a lot of color work at all. It's a very thin strip of color work. And I think it only has two contrasting colors. And it's knit flat. So like the throwback which I plan to get. <laughs> Boo's making an appearance next to the microphone. The throwback, I was surprised. That's a cardigan by Andrea Mowry, which I'll be starting soon. And I was surprised that it was knit flat because color work yoked sweaters usually are knit in the round and then steeped. Well, Floozy is another knit flat color work sweater. So yeah. when I heard I wasn't going to have to steek, I was even more interested. <laughs> but my picture in my head of my Floozy is a very, very light pink or natural with speckles as the main color. And I don't have that in my stash. So that might be something I shop for at Stitches. Yeah. Maybe. So we'll see. Either that or I'll have a moment of weakness before then (laughs) and have to buy something. But I have a lot of things in my queue with yarn already. So that could, I think it's good to have targets for Stitches. So that might be what that is. You know, that's interesting that you mentioned that because I saw a yarn... A new color from Dragonfly, actually. And I started a stitches list. (laughs) Oh, good. That's smart. That's very smart. Yeah. So, again, that was Floozy by Libby Johnson. We would like to thank Plum Deluxe for sponsoring us this month. Don't miss the holiday teas now available at Plum Deluxe Cheese. Chestnut? Yes, please. Every tea is hand-blended fresh with the most thoughtfully chosen ingredients. Advent calendars are now available, and of course, tea subscriptions are the perfect gift for any budget. 
Join their tea club for special perks and free shipping on every purchase at just $10 a month. Visit plumdeluxe.com to learn more. And we love the Plum Deluxe yeah, teas. We We've become addicted. Yeah. I have a little Plum Deluxe stash in my tea drawer. <laughs> and <laughs> since it's been called, I've been making tea every night. I have my mom and my sister-in-law hooked on it, too. Oh, you do? Yep, they're my tea lovers. <laughs> yeah, and the advent calendars, I remember... Somebody in our group Laura. got the advent. That's right. Laura got the advent calendar last year. If so. I liked black teas, I would totally do yeah. that. But I'm not a black tea yeah. drinker. So. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thank so, you, Plum Deluxe. Thank you, Andy. So what are you knitting? In my hands right now, I have a gift. And I'm not going to say what it is because the person might listen. I don't know. They might not. But in... All I'm doing right now is going around and around knitting and stockinette. So it's perfect while we record knitting and it's very soothing knitting to me and I'm loving the process. <laughs> and that's all I'll say. But the other things that I am knitting include my Like a Cloud cardigan, which is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli, which is so oh, addicting beautiful. and so fun it is a lot of knitting people it is a lot of knitting this one is knit in a lace weight and i'm knitting mine on yes small needles and the sweater itself is somewhat oversized with drop shoulder sleeves and there's a little bit of a pattern so i'm not knitting straight in stockinette which is good. There's a little bit of a pattern, but it's a very easy pattern. And the yarn that I'm using is the Squishy Lace from Dragonfly Fibers, which is just so nice to knit. I had to go look in my stash on Ravelry to see how long I've had it because I know that I have had that yarn in my stash for a long time. And I'm sad to say that it was in my stash for three years. You know, that makes me feel better because <laughs> I've been trying to remember when you bought it and I couldn't remember you buying any lace weight. So I'm yeah. relieved for my own memory's sake no, that it's been it's, that long. It's been a while. I remember they had, I think it was another sweater that was made out of the lace weight oh. in their booth. And I remember thinking that it was just so light and airy and it felt so good. And that was my inspiration for purchasing it. And I had a different Hohe sweater in my queue, probably for three years that I never started. And then for some reason, you know how that happens? You. All of a sudden, a sweater mm -hmm. that you see, even though it's not necessarily... I think it's a pattern that came out this year. Yeah. But it's, it's not, not that old, yeah. Yeah, it came out in May. So it's not, it's, not a, it's not a brand new pattern, but it's not an old pattern either. But for some reason, I just got inspired to make it with this yarn. And I'm so glad I did. It's the Velvet Underground Yay. colorway, which is navy purple it's gorgeous it's in that navy blue purple family and it's really dark and gorgeous and the pattern shows up really nice because even though it's really dark because the yarn is a little tonal so you get a little bit of depth from the pattern the stitch pattern and the tonality of the yarn and oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really lovely and i'm going i know that I'm probably going to want more of this yarn, and I'm wondering if I'm going to want to make a sweater in a different color, too. We're going to have to check with Kate and make sure they're going to bring squishy lace to stitches. Yeah. And maybe request some colorways. Yeah. So, we'll see. But I love it. That's Like a Cloud by Hohi Locatelli. Second thing that I have been working on is another Volkig cowl. This is a pattern by Martina Bem. And I love this pattern, but it is a little bit tough for me because last year at this time, I was making this one for my mom. And I had another skein in my stash of yarn that was very, very similar. Gail and I bought each bought two skeins of this yarn 
again, so years ago, ago yeah. a, a lace weight yarn that we bought years ago. And so I had it in my stash. Last year I made the one for my mom. And then this year, I don't know, I just, for some reason, I decided, I kept looking at that skein sitting there and I decided I might as well just make one for myself. I'm glad you are. Yeah. And actually, I'm really happy I did because I like the way it's turning out. The fiber content of the yarn that I'm using is merino and yak. And it feels really good to knit. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I've knit with yak before. I may have, but I can't remember. It's Dharma, the dragonfly fibers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that is Volkig by Martina Bim. So the, the Dharma is 50% yak, 50% silk. So we have used yeah, it Yeah, you before. knit a Jessica Jones. I knit a my Jessica Jones cowl and really nice to knit with. Well, and so. I bought a skein of it at the last stitches, yes. which I've already hand wound, which I was intending to knit a Jessica Jones cowl with it as well for myself. But I've decided that I don't really like the Jessica Jones cowl for myself. Oh. So I'm going to pick a different pattern, but yeah. I have a skein of it just yeah. waiting. Okay, so those are the three things I am working on. What are you knitting? In my hands right now is my sock yarn blanket. Yeah, you've brought a big project to work on today. I certainly did. It's quite large. It is sock yarn, so it's not really bulky, but it are. I'm working on row 15. 18 rows will be its total number of rows. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting close to the end, and I calculated I'm on my fifth square on row 15 right now and there are 15 squares in each row so that means i have 55 more squares (laughs) to do hopefully by the end of the year so i'm thinking if i do one maybe two a day and then you know every once in a while i'll do two in a day then i'll get it done by the end of the year so i'm hopeful and it doesn't have to be done by the end of the year there's no No, it's a self-imposed deadline yeah it would just be nice i started it Three years ago, March 2015. So mm. well, it'll just be four years then. So it's been going around for a while. It's been hanging around, and I work on it occasionally. But it's so pretty, and it makes me so happy. And it's the pattern by Georgie Hallam. There are a lot of mitered square sock yarn blankets on Ravelry. And this is the one by Georgie Hallam. I believe it's called Cozy Memories Blanket. And the majority of it is scrap yarn. I can't say the majority. A lot of it is scrap yarn of my own projects. Yeah, a lot of it is scrap yarn. A lot of it is. But a lot of it has come from friends. Yeah. A lot of it has come from the Knockers Retreat, where we do a mini skein swap. Some of it has been purchased mini skeins, I admit. And some of it was mini skeins from the Row One company. Every month she has a different yarn maker, and she puts 30 mini skeins together, or 20, maybe it's between 20 and 30, from that yarn dyer. So there was an Anzula one, there was lichen and lace, fish belly yarns. Can't remember the other one. I think I had four. So right now, the row I'm working on right now has a lot of those mini skeins in it. So this is mostly a row of purchased mini skeins as opposed to things from friends and other things like that. But it's a great project. It's very soothing, all garter stitch, and you're just decreasing on every right side row and knitting straight on every wrong side row. So that's my sock yarn blanket. Two other things I'm knitting. One is a brand new cast on, which has me really, really happy. It's a test knit that I'm doing for my friend, Jen Sheelan, and it's her Rustic Elegance shawl, which is two colors, and she has the Rustic sections and the Elegant sections. The Rustic sections are broken rib, and the Elegant sections are a very nice lace pattern that's very easy to knit. Her pattern includes both written instructions for the lace and charted instructions for the lace. And it's been a great pattern so far. I'm on the third section of the rustic broken rib and was going to bring it with me today, but I was just about to start the lace section, which I can't do while I'm podcasting. So (laughs) decided that had to stay home. But that's been really fun. It's been really engaging and 
the last couple episodes, I was talking about wanting to cast on her shawl pattern, Bride by the Sea, which yeah. is a three-color shawl. And I had my yarns all picked out and then changed my mind. And I had this whole dilemma of what yarns am I going to use for Bride by the Sea? And then she sends me this picture of this two-color <laughs> shawl. I was like, yes, all right, because I have two skeins that I really want to knit together. And one of them was her, Jen's own yarn in the colorway called Balloons, which is inspired by the movie Up. I talked about this on the last podcast. I was thinking about using it in Bride by the Sea with blues. Well, I had it out on my desk when she sent me her picture, and I thought, oh my gosh, I can totally do this in a two-color shawl instead. And instead of blue, I decided I had to do magenta. And I have this really, really, really soft skein of yarn. It's Manos del Uruguay Alegria yarn, and it's in the magenta colorway, and it's so soft. And I'm using that for the rustic part. So the broken rib parts are magenta and the lace sections are basically white with all these colored speckles to represent colored balloons. And it's so pretty and it's such a fun knit. So really looking forward to continuing on that. I'll probably have it done fairly soon because it's a test knit. So you have the kind of urgency to get it done for someone. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm enjoying knitting it. So that's not a bad thing. And the third thing I'm knitting is the Clementine Cowl by Spin Cycle Yarns. I talked about this on the last episode. I really wanted to knit something that would bring me joy and Mm. wanted to use the hand spun Charlene made for me that's in a pink gradient. And the Clementine Cowl is the perfect thing for a hand spun skein. So this one has a gray background and they call it a polka dot stitch, which is Looks like it's going to be color work, but it's all slip stitches. So I've done the bottom ribbing and I've done about three inches of the polka dot section. And I need to send you a picture, Charlene, because it's so pretty. Yeah. The gradient pinks against that gray background just, oh, they make me so happy. That's awesome. It's gorgeous. So that's also in the rotation because every time I pick it up, it makes me happy. So that's the Clementine Cow by Spin Cycling Yarns. So. Three very happy things on the needles right okay. now. And what have you finished since the last episode? Well, I haven't finished anything in the traditional sense of finishing something. Last episode, I talked about ripping out my 5200K. I finished ripping it out. Yeah, I saw <laughs> didn't, it. Didn't rip out the whole thing, but I ripped it to the join under the arms. So it's ripped out almost to the underarms. So all I have left is the neckline, the raglan shaping, and the sleeves are done, of course. I saw it in its new teeny tiny form. Yes. It's it's a yoke with sleeves. Yes, very teeny tiny. It's an interesting look. It's almost like you could wear it as like a shrug, kind of. Kind of. It'd be a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be a little weird. It would be a little weird. So I did start knitting a couple rounds with it, and I got a little frustrated because even though I steamed my yarn to straighten it, because when you pull out yarn, you end up with yarn that looks like ramen noodles, ramen uncooked ramen noodles uncooked, out of yeah. the package, dry ramen noodles. So if you've ever seen those dry ramen noodles that come in squares, they're squiggly, and that's exactly what the yarn looked like when I pulled it out of the sweater that it had been knit into for five years. So I steamed my yarn, and I steamed it a lot, a lot, a lot, to try to get it to relax. And it, for the most part, it did. But what I found was when I knit, continued knitting on, it still looked a little different. So I ripped that out. I only had a couple rows, but I'm thinking that I may just have to live with it and try steaming it after I've knit a few rows, but I may just have to live with it because that just might be a side effect of knitting something the way that I'm doing this. (laughs) But also if you block block it instead of just steaming it, it'll help that too, right? Yeah. I would think, I would hope, but it... There may just always be a slight variation in tension because of the way that I'm knitting now, too. I no, that's may true too. just be knitting it slightly different. We'll see. My tension's but gotten tighter over the years. Has so. it? Yeah. So I'll try or it looser, again. Rather, looser. Oh, looser, yes. Yeah. And that's part of 
the problem, I think, because this sweater was knit fairly tight, tight, not tight. Yeah, the gauge is tight on this it, sweater. It is tight, and yeah. it's tighter than I usually knit fingering weight into a garment because so many of the fingering weight sweaters that are the patterns that are being written now, they're knit at a fairly loose they are gauge. much looser than yeah. that. Yeah, so this one was tight. So we'll see. We'll see if I can match it. But not a traditional finish because I still have to go back and re-knit it. <laughs> but, you know, I'll take my finishes where I can. So how about you, Gail? Have you finished anything? I have a big traditional finish. I finished my Tecumseh sweater Ooh, by Caitlin Hunter. That's a big one. It was a big one. And I'm super happy with it. I have blocked it. And I was going to wear it today, but I still have not woven in the black ends. Oh, okay. I was weaving in my ends while visiting with Charlene at the yarn shop the other day. And I now have to wear glasses in order to do things <laughs> like weave in darker colors. And I did not have my glasses with me because I'm in denial that I need to wear them for any reason. So I decided when I got home, I would weave in the black ends. And of course, I'd rather knit than weave in ends. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> but I have blocked it. And it's really pretty. I used the Lang Donegal DK weight yarn. And it's so pretty. It's a single ply, which is, I typically knit more with plied yarns than single ply, but it's just delightful. It's the texture and the different colors of the Donegal just make me so happy. And it's a colorwork sweater, top down, yoke design, but it also is fairly, there's a lot of positive ease in it. And it's not just color work in the yoke. There are two more bands of color work. So there are three bands of color work in the sweater. And I love it. I can't wait to wear it. It just means I have to stop being lazy and knit in my ends. <laughs> but I was going to say, I have quite a bit of leftover of the Donegal. So oh, you do. there's just under a skein. So probably three quarters of a skein of the pink, about three quarters of a skein of the white, and probably about a half skein of the black. Mm -hmm. free to any good home. So if you have a desire to knit some hats, I'd say that you probably have enough yarn to knit two colorwork hats. With this yarn, let me know on Ravelry and the first person who wants it, I'll send it to you because it's a really pretty combo. It's really pretty. Yeah. The the colors together are striking. They really are. And I was going to knit the Boreal Forest hat from Knitvent last year maybe or the mm -hmm. year before. And I just don't, I'm not in the mood to knit hats and I'd rather just have that stash out of my stash list in Ravelry yeah. instead of feeling obligated to knit with what's <laughs> left over, which is how I'm feeling right now is I have to cast on a hat with this yarn so that it's not here anymore. So I would much rather someone else joyfully knit with it than I pressure myself to knit <laughs> just to have it out of my stash. Yeah. So there you go. If you're interested, PM me on Ravelry. And that's what I finished to come okay. to by Caitlin Hunter. So given the fact that it's Thanksgiving week here in America, so happy Thanksgiving to anyone who celebrates and is listening this week, we were thinking about gift knitting. Some of us are gift knitting, some of us aren't, but it seemed like a timely thing to discuss because I know a lot of you out there are gift knitting your little fingers to the bone right now, <laughs> or will be between now and, and the rest of the holidays. Gift knitting seems to bring out strong reactions in people, too. <laughs> it really does, there it? are two camps, or maybe maybe more, but two, two main camps. There's those who never want to gift knit. I can't, knit, can't gift knit because it's obligation knitting, and obligation knitting is bad. And those who love to knit gifts for other people. And yeah. of course, there's little subsets of all of those those two main camps, but you know, some people have strong feelings one way or the other. And some of the people who knit gifts don't like to knit gifts, but they knit they gifts. They do it anyways, yes. <laughs> yes. And that might lead to like knitting gifts for people who aren't gift-worthy or knit-worthy, which is a whole other can of worms. Yeah. yeah. So... You know, if, if you're so inclined to gift knit and you enjoy it, that sounds great. If it stresses you out, knit something else. Yeah. 
<laughs> but there are ways to alleviate the pressure yes. of gift knitting. And that's what we wanted to discuss. Patterns that give you a lot of quick bang for the buck so they can still leave you time to knit for yourself, which I find much more soothing. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Now, what kinds of things make good gifts? I already mentioned several patterns for hats, but I think hats are, are the classic. Yes, they are. Classic knitter gift, as are mittens, fingerless mitts, other things could be slippers, cowls, scarves, sometimes jewelry. I've seen people make yeah. really cool knitted jewelry and pet items. Oh, I didn't think about pet items. That's pet a good items, idea. Yeah. Or, you know, flamingo sweaters. <laughs> Everyone's handy dandy yarn flamingo or yes. lawn flamingo. And there's also, of course, the thickness of yarn. So oh, the yes. thicker the yarn, the faster the knit, the sooner you're finished. So yeah. if you're going for a lot of gifts, it's a good thing to consider knitting with worsted to mm-hmm. chunky to bulky weight yarns. Yeah. And this year, in particular, pom-poms are all the rage. So yeah, that's true. whether it's faux fur pom-poms or yarn pom-poms, that makes hat knitting even better for gifts this year is that so many younger kids and teenagers and even every age range is wearing pom-pom hats. Yes. Yeah. So that really makes hats a really good go-to this year, especially. Yeah. But not everybody likes wearing hats and not everybody lives in hat wearing climates. Yeah. So other things like Charlene said, slippers and socks. So I'm going to be mm-hmm. knitting Melissa the DK weight socks. So when you get to their, you know, the thicker yarn, DK weight, those socks are going to be pretty easy and quick to knit. I think the yardage requirement is like 200 yards or something, mm-hmm. which knitting socks is going to take longer because there is more thought requiring knitting involved between the heel shaping and the cuff and the provisional cast on. I mean, they, it's not a simple, simple knit, but neither is it very difficult. And mittens, I think mittens go with hats. Not everybody lives in a yeah. mitten environment, but mittens are super fast knit. There are some great free patterns on Ravelry for mittens that I know knit up really quickly. There was one it's named after that Twilight character whose name I can't remember right now, but they were super popular a few years ago and people were knitting them up in just like two days or something. So mittens are a great go-to gift and the fingerless mitts, like Charlene said, Mm -hmm. especially if you're knitting in a thicker yarn, I've knit so many pairs of fingerless mitts and they can really fly. You know, if you're going to add special things like cables and lace and things like that, it'll take you a bit longer, but Depends on how knitworthy your recipient is. Yeah. yeah, and I have made a lot of fingerless mitts, but mittens not so much. I don't think I've ever. Oh, I did knit thrummed mittens. Oh, you did. Yeah, those yeah. are really fun. If you live in a in a place where it's cold enough, try thrummed mittens or thrummed slippers. They're super fun to knit, and they're really cool. If you've never heard of thrums, basically what you do is you take a bit of fiber. And instead of knitting your yarn for a particular stitch, you knit that fiber in. You get this kind of speckled look that they call it lice. If you're knitting a colorwork sweater, it's when you have just one stitch out of every five or so, that's a different color. It's a big bump of fiber knit into your fabric. Yeah, and the, the fluffy part of the fiber goes on the inside. So when you put your hands or your feet into these items, there's all this happy fiber that's just like <laughs> coating your hand or your foot. And it's like a cloud inside and it's warm. And over time, you end up felting the inside of the mittens or the slippers because that's fiber in there. And the heat of your body and the friction will eventually felt it. So over time, they go from super puffy to less puffy. But they're just so much fun to knit, and they're so much fun to wear. It's kind of the same theory as Ugg boots. Kind of, exactly. With the big fluffy inside. (laughs) That compacts over time. What I would recommend, because I made this mistake, is don't block your thrummed item. Because in blocking it, you take some of that fluff out of the thrums. So I blocked my first pair of thrummed slippers and compacted some of that fiber just by blocking. Mm. So my next pair I did not block. Yeah. So yeah. that's, they're 
fairly quick to knit, and they they're are. a fun, different thing if you've never tried it before. Gail had mentioned yarns were important factor when you're choosing to knit something that perhaps you want to be a quicker knit. And two yarns that I want to recommend are both from Malabrigo. One of them is called Malabrigo Rasta. The other one is called Malabrigo Caracol. And the Rasta is a thick, chunky yarn. But you can, there are several patterns, free patterns even, on Ravelry that you can make a basic garter stitch scarf or a cowl out of the Rasta. There are actually a lot of nice one skein Rasta cowls that I have seen on Ravelry. And the colors of the Malabrigo Rasta are so gorgeous and jewel-toned and bright. And they have neutrals. They're, they're just really lovely. There's something there for everyone. And one skein of Rasta, you can probably knit it in an evening if you dedicate an evening to it and you have several hours to knit. I know that I have a customer at the yarn store where I work who bought several skeins and she said she was on the scarf a day plan where (laughs) she was going to work for several hours each evening and try to accomplish a scarf every evening. I don't know if she's successful, but I think she will probably be very close to successful because like I said, these skeins aren't that big and you get a lot of bang for your buck with the Rasta. And the caracol is the same way. There is a free pattern on Ravelry. I made a hat for a store sample and made the hat. And then with what was left of the skein, I made a pom-pom for the top. And it pretty much dresses up any hat pattern that you find. Even if you make the most simple basic hat, you add this fancy pom-pom to the top and it, it dresses it up and makes it something special. And isn't the caracol the one that has like a little bit of fiber wrapped around? Yeah, the caracol is also a chunky yarn like the Rasta, but it's got a a really thin thread or a strand. So it's got, yeah, another ply. So it's, whereas the Rasta is a chunky single ply, the caracol has this thin strand that is wound around it and sometimes it's a white strand sometimes it's a black strand and then I think there's even one where the strand is dyed with the yarn one of the purple ones so but most it of a- them are either black or white so it it has a li- it has an unusual texture to the yarn but and it, an unusual look when it's knit yeah, because it, it has that great when it's knit up yeah that that single kind of ply wrapped around the big chunky ply so it gives you a very unique finished object yeah so i think that's really cool about the caracol it's very different (laughs) from any other yarn i'm used to seeing yeah and definitely different from any other chunky yarn out there yeah and malabrigo one like charlene said their colors are always phenomenal and two the price point on malabrigo is fantastic it is yep it is so that's Malabrigo Rasta and Malabrigo Caracol. So if you are one of the dedicated gift knitters, good luck to you. (laughs) Hopefully you get all your gifts done and you're not stressing out at the last minute before a gift giving event. Been there, don't want to be there again. And like I said, this year I've knit enough gifts that I don't feel like I'm going to use my time the rest of the year on gifts. Yeah, and if you find yourself wishing you had knit more knit gifts. Something for future to keep in mind is keep a generic gift box throughout the year. When you feel like knitting something, but you don't feel like starting a large project, you just want to knit a hat, but you don't necessarily have anybody that you need to knit a hat for, go ahead and cast on and knit the hat and just keep it in your gift box and you'll use it sometime. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I do have a bag in my closet that's dedicated to gift things like you're out shopping and you find the perfect little journal or you find Mm -hmm. the perfect little stitch marker holder or things Mm -hmm. like that. So I have this bag of them 
that, like you said, you don't necessarily know who the recipient is, but yeah. you know that's going to be a really cute yeah. gift eventually. And same thing. Oh, I really want to knit a hat, but who am I going to knit a hat for? Right. Well, it doesn't matter because you can always save it for a future gift yeah. for a teacher or a friend. or The, the possibilities are endless. So that's something to keep in mind for next year. (laughs) Just like when you have that pattern, you just have to knit. Yeah. But you don't know who it's going to be for. And you don't necessarily want it for yourself. Or that single skein that you may not like the color on yourself, but it's still a beautiful skein that you would like to knit. Yes, exactly. I have a few of those. I do too. (laughs) I get it. I absolutely get it. Yeah. All right. So a little bit shorter episode this time, but it's that time of year where things get busy. It is. And two things we want to remind people about. If you have attended our Knockers retreat in the past, you should have received your letter of intent, so to speak, (laughs) and must send in your registration ASAP if you want to attend. If you have not attended, there is a Ravelry group for the Northern California Knitting Retreat, where you can find information about how to get yourself onto the waiting list at this point. And Gail and I will be attending Stitches West in Santa Clara, California in February of 2019. It's right around the corner. It is right around the corner. It's kind of warming. If you're making plans, we will try to start a chat thread in our Ravelry group for folks who are attending so that we can chat about meeting up. We will have a meetup on Saturday afternoon in the hotel bar slash restaurant area slash lobby (laughs) hotel slash well bar slash restaurant slash lobby area Saturday afternoon at Stitches. And the self-indulgent knit-along starting soon, Friday, December 21st, which is the, I wrote down, oh, it's the winter solstice. I can't read my own notes. I was going to say, (laughs) that is not the spring equinox. (laughs) So (laughs) if you're interested in starting it that early, or if you're like Charlene and me, we're going to probably start it more like January 1st, but the official start date is Friday, December 21st, and it will go through March 20th. 2019. So plan some self-indulgent knits. Yeah. I can't wait. Might be floozy. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everybody is happy, healthy, and safe out there. And that's it for now. That's it for now. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.